Welcome to this Let's Do Lunch with me, Jenny Tishi. I am a registered nutritionist and I'm an absolute foodie. And my show today, well, show every Thursday on a Thursday lunchtime is all about food and nutrition. I welcome a series of guests who are either foodies themselves related to the food industry or nutrition related people. Um, but today I'm joined by someone who I've known indirectly for quite some time. And we do share an absolute passion for healthy food. I'm joined by Claire from Claire's Amazeballs, who hasn't had to come far, have you, Claire? No, just down the road. I love that. You see, we're so local, <laughs> yokel here. And um, now Claire specialises in um, healthy, well, energy balls. Let's call them that. Claire's yeah. Amazeballs. Yeah. What I find quite funny is if you put Amazeballs into Google, you can come up with all sorts of exciting and some sort of quite interesting things. Yes, uh, So make sure you put in Claire's <laughs> Amazeballs when you go down that path. Um, but you're creating these energy balls, which are made with 100% natural ingredients, homemade, they're tasty. I mean, they really are tasty. I've tasted quite a few in your range. But for the benefit of our listeners, could you share with them what is an energy ball? So I'd say an energy ball is a blend of nutritious ingredients. There are obviously various ones on the market. Um, My angle is that it's made from whole foods. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a really good distribution of good carbs, proteins, good fats, um, Music and, to my ears yeah, as a nutritionist. And high in fibre. Yes. Um, you know, and they're all blended together and rolled into that ball so you can have them on the go, before, after exercise, on the school run. Um, yeah. So they're really, really portable. Yes. They look lovely, which I think is actually part of the appeal as well, isn't it? That they're, it is. They look fantastic. You they're sometimes eat colours. with your eyes, don't you? Oh, I, do you know what? I think we, we should all do that because yeah. I always say that when you look at something and it looks enticing then you want to eat it but also from a nutritional perspective we start to produce more enzymes yeah. when something looks appealing and so yeah. then we start to be able to break it down and it's already healthy ingredients we're yeah. just giving our body the ability to break it down yeah which is really cool yeah so they're meant to you know enhance your stamina and give you that extra little pep up in your day yeah that I, we all need because we're all super busy <laughs> and how long have you been making them for um, about over two years, kind of officially, yeah. but I started experimenting um, after I had my first daughter, and she's turning eight on Saturday. See, when so actually, s- they were they were going, you know, they were... It's when you look at life like that, isn't it? Yeah. You go, well, I started around... Feels like it was just yesterday. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Hang I've got on a child a that's eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens so quickly, yeah. doesn't it? It became a business, I would say, in the last few years where yeah. it feels like it really is business now and that's how I found out about you about you mm. when it became a business so but, yes. but secretly before that there yeah. was a lot of making going on yes. was there yeah. a lot of experimenting yeah. before you went yeah. public and it said, wasn't just balls it was um I guess just clean eating um no bake desserts you know when I had friends over for dinner mm. um I was just looking for alternative things um yeah that's great so, so even to that extent when you have friends over it wasn't like okay we'll do I don't know sticky toffee pudding or spotted yeah dip. no I was oh, always interested in alternative yeah desserts that you could do you know um 
cooking um, a chocolate mousse with avocado, things like that, you know. Yeah, I love that. We'll, that. Co- we'll come on yeah. to that because that seems quite far removed from um, well, you're certainly your childhood, but we'll, we'll yes. come on to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me, of all of the balls in your range, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about energy balls. Um, yeah. What is your favourite? So um, I've got five standard flavours, but my favourite actually is one of the seasonal balls. So three times a year we have our seasonal amaze balls that come out and we've got a cacao orange one at the moment (sighs) and also a taste of Christmas. And it is kind of that chocolate orange flavour, which I love, um, particularly this time of the year. Um, And it's full of pecan nuts and pumpkins. um, So it's got that extra crunch and and the nutty texture. Mm. So say at the minute, that's the one you know, that when I make the batches, we have a few extra on the side for, for tasting purposes. <laughs> oh, I bet. You know, I have to say, personally, that's one of my favourite flavour combinations. Mm. So is it um, orange from oranges or from... It's orange zest, yeah, a little squeeze of orange juice, so it's all natural, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. so none yeah. of that extra added. You know, when you watch um, the very famous baking programme on Tuesday evenings on Channel 4, Absolutely. Uh, you do find there's a lot of use of extra flavours that don't seem that natural to create. Yes that kind of intensity yeah. but actually using the zest and using yeah. real orange juice yeah we know a we're keeping it natural but yeah b, it's going to taste it's great always too. it's always been for me about ingredients that we know I don't know I always just felt uncomfortable like when I was back making desserts and things um putting things in that I didn't really know what they were yeah um and I used to buy energy balls myself um as because I'm also a Pilates instructor so when I go and teach I used to have them before or after class or take them for clients and it was just that actually what what actually is in this what is <laughs> that ingredients that on the back yeah what's this label about I don't really understand it so. do you know and that I have to say if that's somebody moving into sort of healthier eating and wanting to eat more real food and mm, real food ingredients yeah, that's the first red flag isn't it if you yeah. pick up an ingredients label whatever the health claims on the front are and I know they can be quite strict now thank goodness in this yeah, country they are yes and less so in other countries but mm. you may pick up something it says all natural or organic that's mm. another one that you see quite often but it doesn't necessarily account for the fact that it's got added things yeah. that aren't necessarily what you would want to be yeah it's just being honest and transparent about everything that's in them yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so this obviously we mentioned we we refer to the fact this is quite a a move from away from the sort of food that you had Mm. in your childhood so so let's go back a little bit I love talking about food memories childhood memories because Mm. I also think they're quite sort of formative and they do have an influence on who you are and what you eat and how you eat when you when you become an adult or a young adult even so you grew up in Nottinghamshire in the 1980s so we're talking here around the sort of minor strike period so how did that affect the food that you ate at that time so my dad was a minor my uncle both granddads all the men in the family were minors wow kept it in the family yeah Mm. so I was three years old and um, my dad and all the all the men were on strike and yeah, it was about survival. I remember going down to the local church and having food there, beans on toast, spaghetti on toast. Um, I know my mum missed meals. She didn't eat a lot of the time because she was just making sure me and my sister got fed. Um, we'd rely on the food banks. Um, we went through Christmas where we, um, you know, we got we got given the, um, food from the unions. Wow. Um, we had to have a joint of meat that would last us the, the whole week. 
type Gosh, thing. That's quite something, isn't it? I it think is. When I reflect back that. and when I speak to my mum and dad about it, it's, it was really tough times. It yeah. really was. And how long, do you, do you remember how long that lasted? What sort of length of time we're talking here? I think it was a good two years, but the aftermath of it kept going in yeah. a way. And were you still being provided with food in the aftermath or was that not something that was then available? It was like... No, it kind of wasn't available. Um, And then we moved into this period, you know, mid-80s, probably going towards the 90s when food, I think for us, and it was still about quantity and not quality. Yeah, yeah, Um, you were just grateful to have what you could get. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting, isn't it? And then mum and dad wanted to treat us and the treat came through processed... Food, potted beef sandwiches, spam. It was <laughs> and, a treat. And yeah, uh, yeah. And bags of sweets going down to the local shop with your 20 pence and getting your bag of sweets. Wow. And yeah. those are the days when you could get penny sweets, half penny sweets. I know, I know. <laughs> I seem to I remember. Know, I know. But that would have been a treat. So, and again, the association of something sweet with a treat as yeah. opposed to, you know, just that being what it is, yeah. which is kind of sugar. And we yeah. know that yeah, now. Yeah. But it was an association and probably had an emotional connection yeah. at a time when things were yeah. quite scarce. And I mean, I do remember having, you know, a two litre bottle of coke at the dinner table wow. and I was like wow mm. I can't believe that happened all your and Christmases I'd, at once and yeah and I'd never let you I'd never let my kids have that I don't think they've ever had any and the thing is I suppose it's in a it's such in such abundance today that it wasn't then and that's that's yeah, the comparison yeah, yeah. When, yeah it's not really a fair comparison comparison I suppose Absolutely, in that sense yeah you probably yeah. would have had that coke and it would have been the only coke you had for a period of time. And, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. two years, so that means you would have had Christmases in there, mm. or at least one. Yeah, what? We, my dad had to cut down trees in the garden to keep us warm because obviously we weren't using the coal. Wow, okay. So, and so um, do you remember anything about the food that you had during the Christmases of that period? I think we, we just got it sent to us and we got presents sent from Italy and France. Gosh, yeah, incredible! Yeah. It's just eye-opening, isn't it? I yeah, think it's it is. But it was just yeah. Um, I rem- and also we did have um, vegetables, potatoes, root veg left on the doorstep. So people so that it from was their a real community. Or? Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's if anyone wonderful. had anything to share out, they'd yeah. It's a little bit like the wartime. Mm. Yeah, I know. you know, <laughs> it is really. But fi- we had to make food last. Yeah, whatever we had was there the next day to make into something else. You mm. know, so none of this. I'm not eating that. Yeah, it was your not your going in the that. bin. So mm. yeah, we had to get yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. So do you think that has influenced kind of the way you eat or the choices that you make today in terms of making use of everything? Mm. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, I do. Try not to throw away things. My food preferences have changed because I did grow up with that, you know, processed food, refined mm. sugar. Mm. Um, and But there's a lot more alternatives out there now, isn't there? Yes. As well. Yeah, even if you have that palate growing up, I think you can change it to a healthier version mm. of that yeah. or you can go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and, yeah. you know, throw yeah. every kind of superfood and, and whatever else. At, you know, yeah, yeah, at your body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's always about variety, isn't it? Variety, mm. and you know, but you know, I went to university in Birmingham. I did a degree in dance there, and you know, I first found out what an olive was, what an avocado was, and how were they for first taste experiences? <laughs> I love them. I love them. I still love them now. Brilliant. Because yeah. sometimes yeah. if people haven't, but had... I remember those two, two, those two foods that I, I 
wasn't familiar with it wasn't in art you know and actually probably the variety of nuts then came into my life yeah. um, because I'd had salted peanuts mm, of course of course <laughs> all they, the, time, yeah. the prerequisite was there yeah. and there's no peanuts in Claire's maize balls <laughs> no you'll find that funny yeah a little overdose at one stage yeah um so when you were growing up and given your your background mm. and given what you had available to you are there memories fond childhood memories of food are there associations that you have that oh yeah like I'm looking back now and my perspective is oh the food choices were were not good mm. but at the time as kids we didn't <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we loved it. Yeah. We loved burgers and, and, you know, homemade chips all the time and beans and, mm. yeah. Did you ever have any of those? I remember these from my childhood. Not because I think we had, I think we had them when we were, we used to go on narrowboat holidays, but they were um, a tin, a tinned pie. Yes. Did you ever get one of yes. those? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that seems quite a fond memory for me. And I, yeah. I don't really know, maybe it was the saltiness or the shortening in yeah. the pastry or something. Yeah. There was something about that that was kind of wrong Yeah. <laughs> now yes. as a nutritionist. There was something yes. wrong about that. But yeah. I remember that taste. Yeah. We did have a lot of stews, though, and a lot of pies, shepherd's pie, cottage pie. We did, yeah. They stretch. Yeah, yeah. yes. And that's the point, isn't yeah. it? You could have that one night yeah. and still have the left. But I think favors. it is important what you asked me because my, my reflection on it now is you know oh they're not great choices but we loved it as kids we didn't care we you know I haven't got horrific memories of the miners strike we just got on with it it was quite exciting mum was making our clothes out of curtains you know Mm. (laughs) and it also sounds like it's a time when the community came together yeah absolutely a little bit like I know some communities have come together to a greater degree as a result of Mm. the covid Mm. um, pandemic I know people you know streets have got street whatsapp groups and you know there's a real sense of like it sounds like people leaving root vegetables on your doorstep yeah you know, we'll gather together yeah. and we'll get through this together. Yes, absolutely. But that's so, a nice memory, I suppose. Yeah, and using food as that tool. Mm. So, yeah. So then you moved away and you moved yeah. off to, you said Birmingham, Birmingham. to go and do your, um, it was a dancing qualification. Yeah, so yeah. I did my degree in contemporary dance, yeah. Okay, so how did that change uh, what you ate, you know, as a, as a result of maybe the type of study that you were involved yeah. in, but also where you were studying and the age you were at, because you're a yeah. student and yeah. students don't have the best yeah. reputation, especially those students in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's, it is a variety, really. Birmingham as a city opened my eyes up. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the curries that were there, all the curry houses... Um, I hadn't had such food as much as that as before, so we overindulged in that many times. <laughs> um, and then obviously there was studying dance, and I, I was a dancer, you know. So there is also that feeling of being conscious of what you eat, but also then eating what you what you can because you're constantly moving to intaking more food. Yeah, women know. are very, very efficient at once we do exercise mm. at, at then getting a real hunger yes. um, because our body wants to you know yes. burn those calories. Yeah. It, we're much more efficient than the male body. So yes. particularly as dancers, I think when you're exercising yeah. such a variety of different yeah. parts of the body, you probably have quite a voracious yes. appetite, but not necessarily the budget. So how did you match budget to the needs that you had at that stage? Um, I think I think probably the love of nuts came in more. Yeah, probably. Um, different. So it was starting then. Yeah, the nuts had entered Claire's life. Yeah, stage right. Yeah, I think they had. So snacking, you know, on on variety of all sorts of different nuts came in, um, and I grew a love. Actually, I remember having quite a lot of fish as well. 
enjoying fish, um, pro, you know, more chicken fish. Yeah. Um, oats came in. Um, Sounds like you were a pretty healthy student. So, yeah, I think, I, well, I was, but then don't get me wrong, the other times <laughs> we were ordering pizza and we were having a curry. So yes. it was all, like, variety, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you just know how you feel the next day when you have a particular type of food. And I was mm. getting up early and going to technique dance classes. And, um, actually, and I had to feel. Yeah, you're carrying that with you. <laughs> yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're sitting in yeah. a lecture, it's very different from, you know, dancing. Yeah. And you, what, what sort of dancing was it you were doing, you said, at that point? It was. So it's contemporary dance. Contemporary yes. dance. Okay, so yes. really, you know, you're, you're, yeah, you are carrying the food around with you. You don't yeah. really want to be carrying that extra, you know, three slices yeah. of pizza when you could yeah. be carrying yeah. it. Yeah, but on a student budget, you know, you also live on pasta, don't you? Yes. As well. So yeah. So lots of, you know, different pasta dishes and things like so that. So you survived, you survived that period. Yeah, I did. But in that period, yeah, it was, I was, tastes were changing, I would mm. say. Yeah. 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 And then because of the nature of the, you know, what you were studying in dance, was there any ever, pre- any pressure on you? Because I know from my own experiences as a sports person mm. in the 90s, you know, one of the things that I was told to do was to go on a fat-free diet, um, which mm. was really hard. And obviously we now know that that was a really stupid thing to do. We yes. need fat. Fats are really important yeah. for the production of hormones, cholesterol, mm. etc. And I know lots of other sports people that were told to do similar things mm. to try and um, achieve greater body composition yeah. to be leaner this idea yeah. in the 90s that um you know fat equals fat it yes. wasn't right it wasn't yes. correct was there any ever any pressures I, on you I didn't ever really get any direct pressure no probably the only pressure was just the competitive nature of dance yeah. and going to auditions and the com- you know the comparison yeah. between each each person um, so no, I didn't really directly feel any pressure, but I did just going back to what you were saying about the fat, the fat thing, I probably did succumb to that. Cause I do remember having, you know, stopping milk and going to, to skimmed milk for yeah. instance, and now we're back on full fat, go uh, choosing the lighter options. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like society in general about that. We're all, let's go fat free, you know. It was. It was when I mean I remember when so I was So you always pre- went to those options a bit more and I don't really know why, because we didn't really know enough about it, did we? I think it was like the leading thought on yeah. on, you know, body composition and weight management was like, well, fat must equal fat, therefore we'll take the fat out. Yeah. It was a simple ideology, wasn't it? Mm. But I remember growing up and I love yogurt and I see it in my son today. I mean, literally he seems to kind of survive on yogurt. In mm. fact, my sister and I used to say, you remember the um the Hansel and Gretel story? Story. you know they had a house built of sweets yep. well we used to say well if you if, if that was your house what would it be and mine would have always been built of yogurt and hers <laughs> coffee ice cream but oh. anyway that's another subject <laughs> but but the whole idea that yogurt was such a big th- part of my life but I remember it was like it was the t- it wasn't an aisle it was like the tiniest part of the supermarket mm. there was just maybe two or three brands of yogurt and then suddenly during that 90s period when it was all about low fat low yes, fat low fat, yes. this aisle became i mean it did become an aisle and mm. there were so many different choices weren't yes. there of, and then you could have those 0% fats yes. uh, but i remember picking up several of those and having them thinking oh that's so good i'm doing the right I thing know. by my body and then yeah. feeling absolutely ravenous yeah. like 2 hours I later know. you know because if you are exercising you doing yeah. all the exercise you will feel hungry yeah. if you yeah. haven't had what satisfies I know. you yeah absolutely yeah and so now your your energy balls yes are you know the antithesis in a sense because they contain natural fats yes 
And they keep you satisfied. Yes. So your love of nuts came in at mm. university. Had you even at that stage thought about, I mean, I don't remember, you're obviously younger than me, but I don't remember um, energy balls or bliss balls as the Australians mm. call them. I don't remember them being around when we were no, sort of younger. No, I don't actually. I mean, um, I moved to Marlow um, probably about 13 years ago, oh, actually probably longer than that now, Um and teaching Pilates, and it was when I was doing my Pilates qualifications, I kind yeah. of started to stumble across them ah, a little okay. bit more in the supermarket and things like that. But yeah, I agree with you. They weren't they weren't kind of around then. Well, do you know what? I think what we're going to do is take a little short break. And then when we come back, I'd love to know a little bit more about your first experimentations with um, energy balls, Great, you know, yeah. how you started out and what flavours you decided, yep, they're in. <laughs> <laughs> Henley, Reading. The voice. River Radio. Of the Thames Valley. Well, welcome back to this Let's Do Lunch with me, Jenny Tishy. And I'm a registered nutritionist. This show is all about food and nutrition. I invite a series of guests on to talk about those very subjects. And today we're talking about energy balls. We're here with Claire from Claire's Amaze Balls. Now, we're broadcasting from Marlowe and Claire has a company based in Marlowe, but that delivers all over, which is very exciting for me because I've just made my Christmas present orders. We'll come on to that though, Claire. Um, when did you start experimenting with energy balls? I'm fascinated by this because it's uh, it's a great area. So um, it's when I started kind of teaching Pilates in Marlow, doing my group classes. Um, and um, I'd had my first child. I found myself in the kitchen a lot more. Um, and it's that kind of wanting to... Um, feed your family new, more nutritious food and yeah. kind of kind of go, what do we usually do? Actually, can we try something else type thing? Yeah. Um, I, you know, my daughter had turned one and so then it was like she could have nuts. And, you know, if you, they're readily, you know, they can have particularly anything, can't they? It's from, a quite exciting stage. So it was, yeah, it was like, oh, what are we going to have? So, um, yeah, so I just started making them in the kitchen, experimenting, um, and we'd just have them, me, my husband and Beatrice, Yeah, um, at home as a snack. And, like, you know, you just, did you roll them into balls? Did you... I did roll them into balls, yeah, so they always were balls, although I think I experimented with kind of squares or bars at some point type thing but yeah I just thought balls but, are best yeah yeah <laughs> I did yeah and um, what was the first one that you ever made that you thought all right this is it this is great this is you know this is going to be a recipe in the the so, family recipe yeah, book in think, 30 years from now I think it was ginger cashew that one the three ingredients cashew nuts ginger and dates that and it, is it th- it's so simple and in I, concept but it's so powerful in flavor yeah I've tried that one and I took it to my Pilates class and said oh I've got a little treat for you all after the session and they were like wow I'm coming back yeah yeah <laughs> that was great. yeah they were like wow um, and then we actually within the Pilates group a wonderful group of women who are based in Cookham who've become really close friends actually now and um, we started then each week someone would bring something in and it had to be you know yeah um, kind of a, a, a like flapjack based or something you know something like that that yeah. we'd have after class 
Um, but then everyone stopped doing it, and then I just ended up just bringing in energy balls every time. They went, oh, I forgot to do it this week. I was like, all oh, right, well, actually, I've made these. Me again. So, yeah. So, and then did you branch out beyond the cashew ginger into a different set of flavours because you were the, you were the last man standing? Yeah, so, so then I went down the route of cacao because everyone loves that kind of little chocolate flavour hit, mm. don't they, really? And that's when you feel you've got that treat the yeah. sweet spot type thing so I just kept taking them to class and, and you know and the ladies were like these are really good yeah I'd buy some of these off you if you did these these could be my treats for the week and then it, it just literally went from there really oh, love stories like this um, so how long ago are we talking when was it when um, they said oh do you know what this and you thought mm, this actually could be a business probably about three three years ago Three years. Three years ago. Wow. Okay. So it really has taken off hugely. Yeah. Really, really taken off. So, I mean, at that stage, were you thinking, right, this is just for my Pilates Mm. plus, you know, my Pilates classes plus the people they know? Or had you seen a gap in the market, would you say? No, I wasn't thinking about it being anything more really than just me rolling a few balls and giving them to people as as a, just to make them happy and just to, you know, as a treat yeah um, and, w- um, and when you started out did you start out with a um like a heavy duty food processor or were you doing this like with a kind of Nutribullet type thing or we had a Nutribullet started with that then I went to a vi- Vitamix yeah um they blew up several times oh no <laughs> I've gone through a lot of blenders yeah I bet um so yeah and, and so yeah and it just just kind of went from there and then um I was making and then a few of a few of clients said oh yeah I know I will buy a box of you and it kind of just yeah. and I was just giving them in little takeout boxes you know they look so beautiful they're um, so beautifully presented in those boxes I love I love getting my little box yeah well we, we the past year's been really busy because so I've transformed all the packaging so and now, why did you do that um part of it was um sustainability yeah environmental reasons the boxes I was giving were too big mm-hmm. it was a there was a waste of space in there yeah um I also wanted to start subscriptions so they could go through the door um, tell me about that the subscription so, decision that's a great idea we had a pandemic right well quite of early days in your business yes and people wanted healthy food yes. and they were stuck in their homes is that the driver behind it or were you always thinking yeah I'll do this one day I think I was kind of thinking I'll always do that actually mm. um, because we're creatures of habits aren't we and yes. you end up buying the same little thing from the coffee shop each time you go it's your little thing that you have in your week um, and again I had some ladies that um that actually said, oh, I'd like, you know, once one a fortnight or yeah. I'd, I'd love one of these on my doorstep every week. Um, so we can't, we, yeah, we went from there. So now we offer um, weekly boxes and um, fortnightly boxes or monthly box. How do you fit this in, Claire? You're a Pilates instructor. Yes. And if I'm right, you're also a teacher. I am. I teach dance as well at, uh, at grammar school. Okay, yeah, so you've got sort of three, basically three careers going yeah. on here. Three children. And ch- oh, four, sorry, four <laughs> careers. Yes, of course. How do you fit it all in? Um, I don't know. Everybody asks me that. I just keep going. And you know what? It's because I'm passionate about... All of them dance Pilates and energy balls. So it doesn't feel like a job. I can't drop a ball. I can't (laughs) can't drop a ball. ball. I love that. Um, (laughs) You're looking good on it, Claire. It doesn't, I don't know. Sometimes it does feel like a job. I mean, we're churning out lots of balls at the minute. So Mm. it's, yeah, it can become tiresome and it is kind of, but, um, you know, the grand plan is to get some help on board. I was going to say you're saying we, is this because you're, 
there's members of the family being ripped in at the moment, but it's uh, potentially something that's going to have to require external people. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we're, I'm on the I'm on the cusp of that at the moment. I say we. I've now got a delivery boy. Yes. Who does all my Marlowe subscription boxes, um, and he goes around on his bike. That is delivering so them round. cool. I love um, that. So, so sustainable I, as well. Yes. Because, no cars. Yeah, driving the car around delivering was just not not feeling right at all. And yeah. actually really time consuming and just was not working. Yeah, so, and it's actually not that easy always to pull up somewhere no. and park your car and get yeah. out, whereas the bike, easily yeah. done, right? Yes. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So talking about the sort of sustainability element, mm. so it sounds like you've changed the packaging. Yeah. Because, I mean, I seem to remember in the early days there was the, the, the balls in the box, but there was almost like a a, a top floor as well that yes. could have been filled, you know. Yes. <laughs> the extension yes. up, upstairs. Yeah. So, so we've got them really snug now, eight balls in a box. There's no space and that makes it easier for you to be able to send them for the yeah. people that have subscribed to your services. Yeah. And how many balls do you get in there? Eight. Eight. So there's eight Wonderful. balls in a box. And what yeah. else have you done in terms of the sort of environmental aspects of your business? I find this increasingly, this is a question that mm. listeners like me to ask and yeah. I like to know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what are you doing in that So area? I'm always reviewing where I'm getting my products from, where they're sourced from. Um, that's kind of an evolving picture. Before you know it, you're back on looking at it again. So all of um, the nuts and yes. the dried fruit, where yeah. you're actually getting them from. Where I'm getting from. from. Double checking actually what is in there. I know that sounds silly, but you can get them you know the bulk um boxes and things and then you think actually there's something in there that's going to a preservative to make it last longer and that's not what 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 we do type ah, things such as apricots for instance yes where you don't want to be using the sulfur dioxide Absolutely. preserved apricots yes. you want to be using yes. the ones that are dark in color more toffee yes. in flavor because they yeah. aren't preserved yeah, yeah absolutely um and um, we've got our packs of two i know we're going back here we're talking about mm. the packaging so those little packs now you know you're fully compostable biodegradable um so all, all the packaging all the stickers everything are all you know god that you've really really thought about so we have thought i have thought about i say we i guess i'm talking about me and the family it's kind of our little all the children know what we do mummy's amaze balls my amazing husband is the taster good good job husband. <laughs> he has the best job <laughs> have you got any balls for me to try please um, so yeah i have you know i'm really i'm supported from you know from from our little troop that we've got um so yeah, it's just constantly reviewing where how we can act a little bit more kindly to the environment with it. Yeah, and and and, it, and then getting your delivery person yeah to do so yeah. on a bike and the waste. Where do, I mean, there isn't a lot of waste mm. really in terms of the food produce, but the packaging. Yeah, that I sometimes get you know the bulk ingredients from. It's just making sure that that's all discarded properly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, mm. you don't even think about that. But yeah, where you get your ingredients from is mm. really important, isn't it? There are all sorts of issues that change on a regular basis yes. on that front. So, yeah, they do. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, okay. So um, you mentioned that your Pilates instructor, your yes. Pilates instruction at work is what has yes. helped inform, you know, what you do and how you do it. Yep. So have they helped you with some of the flavour profiles that you've come up with over the years? Yes. So it ended up me taking different flavours to um, Pilates classes and then doing a quick quiz at the end. What do you think of that one? What do you think of that one? And they go, this definitely in. This one's definitely in. Um <laughs> And I, I have tweaked it over over time. I mean, I've you know I've been rolling a lot of balls over the last few years, so um, I've really 
gone to the insides and outs of how the actually how to roll them is a real skill that sounds ridiculous no, but I, can I do understand think that. the cold pressing and rolling there is a bit of an art to it um and then the flavors and tweaking what goes and actually with three of the balls I've actually taken ingredients out from what I started with wow okay and why is that um I don't think they were needed and it was it wasn't adding any more taste yeah just excess surface yeah, requirements yeah i like that so you know actually if you go back to that first one that you ever um created which was the cashew mm. ginger and uh date ball yeah three ingredients that's the ethos isn't yes. it behind everything it now is. that you do it's keeping it simple yes which is wonderful so how many different flavors do you have now so i have five standard flavors and then three seasonal ones so one for autumn spring and summer so eight oh, yeah I love that. <laughs> someone said to me just start off with three flavors that's it that's all you need Three good standard flavors, and but I know people like people always say, "We've got a new one coming out," or they yeah. like that. You know, if you get a mixed box, I will always put a seasonal one in, or if there's something I'm experimenting with, sometimes I'll put a little note in. You get an extra little surprise flavor in there. People have got to love that, and they do like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's wonderful, brilliant. So obviously, you know. I'm thinking about this from the nutritional perspective and I know that, you know, over the course of time and over the course of running your business, you've started very much, I mean, obviously you started out thinking about that, but, you know, it's become focused, hasn't it? And I'm sure people ask you these questions. So what sort of nutritional role would you say that the energy balls play in, you know, everyday lives? Clearly you're using them with your... Uh, your Pilates yeah. um, uh, customers, but but what else and where else would you and do you see them being used and you know on an everyday mm. on an everyday? There's a variety, really. Um, they can be good as a little breakfast, yeah, to start the on day on the go. On the go, great idea. Um, obviously, there's a big training element having them. They're stocked in some gyms now mm-hmm. as well. Um, so there's a big having pre and post exercise. Um, there's also quite a lot of clients that just enjoy having them with a cup of tea yeah. instead of having a biscuit. Good idea. Good and it's idea. that, because it's that guilt, isn't it? Oh, I've had that one biscuit now, that chocolate biscuit. Oh, I can't have another. And then, it's. but actually, if they have an amaze ball, it fills them up and they've, they've had their little sweet treat. It's such a such an important um, thing to think about there because there is an association, isn't there? Uh, we've got, hold on, we've got someone else in the room here. Do you want to, do you want to join in? Hold on, we've got, yeah, let's, let's get you involved. So, here we go. Kath, do you want to give you your yeah, opinion? No, I'm, I'm also a consumer of balls. In fact, I had a cashew and ginger one before my trapeze yoga this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> my They're kids everywhere. have them as snacks. Oh, yeah, great. We, we, we absolutely love them. See, oh. there you go. Yeah. They are everywhere. So, where did you get yours from? Oh, the refill hub. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. There you go, so I get them from the refill hub. Yeah. yeah. So and, and actually, you know, I've had them also in a coffee shop in Cookham. Yep. Yep. And whereabouts is the refill hub? That's the one that's at uh, the meter market. I guess the one because I'm yeah. there at the meter yeah. market, so I can obviously get them from Tash at the refill hub then. But obviously, Tash travels around as well. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah. See, that's mm. great. And so you have obviously, uh, well, I know at least one very very sports child. Yes. Um, and when would he have them in relation to his sporting activity? Before, during, and after? Yeah. <laughs> but no, actually, genuinely, when we're all the time. Now, when he runs cross country, yeah, we often take them with us, and he'll have them as one of his snacks because he likes to eat at least an hour beforehand yeah good and so he has something a little bit more substantial but then or probably an hour and a half beforehand, and then an hour beforehand he'll often have a banana and an amazeball yeah 
So. Oh, and that's why I did it. Yeah. yeah stories like that. Yeah. But to, the, to your point, you know, you've got um, adults who enjoy them. Yeah. And I think also have perhaps more of an association of a kind yeah. of an 11s or, uh, yes. you know, I have a cup of tea and I have something sweet. And mm. so it's a great alternative. But perhaps, I mean, even better if we're able to bring children up without yes. requiring yeah. that 11 o'clock snack. But yeah. really thinking about, well, this is... A, it's we call them energy balls for a mm. reason they are about and, and i often recommend things like this and of course your mm. brand you know when yeah. people can get hold of them or now you've expanded and we're going to talk about that in a moment mm. so everyone can get them um but you know these are exactly what we need yeah. aren't they especially but sort it's of a nutritious it's nutritious fuel and for him it's a combination of something that's slow burning mm. because you've got the fats and the nuts but also a little bit of a boost of immediate energy yes. because things like the dates or the apricots whatever yeah. you've put in whichever flavor we have yeah and high glycemic index yeah so it's, yeah. but it's a good mix so it gives him both because i mean he appears to have a metabolism that burns through food in about 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh we'd yeah. love that yeah. we'd love that yeah so absolutely and you know and this is the thing actually let's talk a little bit about the availability of them because yeah. you know it, it, what has started as a smaller business i know it's something that has really expanded so you've recently moved into not on the high street I have yes which was a project really in the pipeline for next year but I've pressed go now knowing it's getting to Christmas so um, when did so you yeah. press go on that um about a week ago okay I think. so it's quite yeah. a new thing yeah it's and quite how's that new. going yeah really well thank you um it's nice to be on there and um, they contacted me actually if I wanted to be you know sell on there and be a partner so I thought actually I'll, I'll give it a try Good. Um, so, and have yeah. you got the whole range on there? Not all of them yet. I've got the festive balls, so the you know the kind of Christmas box, um, and I've got um, kind of subscriptions on there, so you can buy you know for twelve months, six months, three months. And if anybody's one, it's a gift. not familiar with Not on the High Street, trying to give them a little overview. Um, if you're not, I think it's a wonderful place to look mm. for gifts, particularly at the yes. moment we've got problems with distribution of parts and people getting yes. hold of things that they might expect to get from bigger brands and bigger shops and yeah. Not on the High Street. Claire, give us a little I think overview. It's, it supports uh, small, smaller businesses um, who are people like myself working from home with their passions, arts, crafts, food. Um, and it's a good place for people to go, yeah, for gifts. It's always been my little go-to around this time of year. So you could actually get all of your Christmas presents pretty much on there. Yeah, you could do. Particularly if you want something that's a little bit offbeat. And, yes. you know, people, yeah. if, especially the person that's got everything. Yeah. And yeah. if you were to and go on, I did do my you. research because there are other places we could we could have gone as well. I keep saying we, it's actually still just <laughs> me. Just, I don't know why. I it's because saying, you want to believe. I, I, because I want to believe it's we. It's a huge team of people. But it's just me and the balls, basically. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so there are other places we could have gone, but actually not on the high street doesn't have any energy balls on there. Wow, so there was an the opportunity lot, there. And it's just for, um, yeah, that vegan market as well is quite... I was going to ask, important. yeah, I was going to ask about that. So mm. increasingly, we've talked a little bit about the environmental aspect of your business yep. and we've talked increasingly with COP26 and I think it's very much more in people's minds what we should be eating and the mm. sources of food that we should yep. be consuming. And certainly how you create and what you create is so much more planet friendly mm. than a lot of other options. So yes. have you noticed an uptake in your business as a result of that kind of general movement towards more plant-based eating or at least increasing the plant-based options um, that we have I think so yes and I find a lot of people approach me at markets and we have conversations about that that's and, wonderful and also people um they want to support local they want to um 
they want to sometimes go to smaller brands because there's a little bit more care and service there than you know yeah. your and and there really yeah. is. If we talk yeah. talk about your yeah. business, I know you refer to the we, but you are making <laughs> yes. this. Yes. You're making this with your own hands. Yes. So it, you know, if you want yeah. to know where your food comes from, and food provenance is a really really big thing. But if you want to know where your food comes from and who's making it, yeah, she's sitting right here yes, now. <laughs> exactly, and I, I do everything else as well. Yes. You know, everything else, the packing. You know, apart from that little cycle delivery. You know, and it's been challenging. I bet. Um, because actually there's so much to do and I'm I'm not a business lady you know I found you know I'm a dancer I like to think I'm quite creative as well and that's where it's all come from so I'm learning a lot about business and setting yourself up yeah yeah do you know I I did my website myself so yeah so it's (laughs) right well we're going to take a moment um, and we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the challenges you've had um we'd also like to talk about what's happening for the business at the moment we've talked about not on the high street but I, i think there are other things in the pipeline as well um and also how people can find out more about you we'll be back in a moment windsor ascot maidenhead bracknell wokingham henley reading okay the voice river radio of the thames valley welcome back to let's do lunch with me jenny tishi i'm a registered nutritionist and this is a show all about food and nutrition and it's appropriate because it's probably around the time you're feeling hungry sometime between Mm. 12 and 1 tends to be when i get most package and especially when i'm talking about food which i am doing today with claire from claire's amaze balls now claire you create the most delicious energy balls and even as i say delicious energy balls i can taste the most delicious energy balls i've had your ginger and cashew one I've had your there's one that you do with a raspberry powder on the outside cranberry, cranberry, cranberry powder on the yeah, outside Brazil yeah oh that one I absolutely love and the cacao orange yeah. that you've got so these are all wonderful flavors and I hope you're well, I'm sure people are salivating. But in setting up this business, it's become, it's a very organic growth. And excuse the mm. word organic, but organic growth from um, you having a concept as a Pilates instructor, mm. as a dance teacher, that energy balls have got a place in our lives. Yes. And they certainly have. And yes. you've proven the point. <laughs> but what have, what are the challenges that you faced in bringing these wonderful energy balls to, to market and to where you are today? Um, I think most people that know me, um, I've said this to them probably quite a lot. Um, the main challenge is that I'm in, I am the business. Yeah. So stepping out to look where I wanted to go or where it could go is difficult. And also so, taking holidays, is that not hard? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, is that, you know, uh, my mum was like, well, you want to, you want to rule the business, not let the business rule you. But then it's difficult, isn't it? When mm. you're trying to build something as well. Because yeah. I do work hard some weeks. Um, yeah, it take it does take over. It's busy. It's super busy. So it's really busy and your head is in it. Yes. So it's hard to look at it yes. from a kind of a different perspective. Yeah. And I mean, when you have, I mean, things, ideas like, um, you know, going through Not on the High Street, mm. for example, or selling it through your subscription yeah. service, have they come about, again, because you are creatively minded? Or would yeah. you say they've come about because of the circumstance we find ourselves in or other people saying oh you should do this or you should do that a bit of everything really but um I don't have a lot of time in my life to procrastinate yeah and so I just I'm I literally pardon the pun I'm literally rolling with it I really am and I'm just very lucky that it's just growing organically is yeah you know um and it is just it is 
it's just developing and as something changes a new opportunity comes and I go yeah all right we'll try that yeah yeah well, let's try that and I'm just going along with it and if it doesn't um, work we learn yeah yeah. yeah, I do want to get to the stage though where I can be a little bit more methodical, maybe, <laughs> um, about it. Yeah, uh, and we, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I mean, I've seen you grow from, you know, you were at um, some small markets and then you've been in shops and yeah. then in coffee shops. Yes. And, I mean, what what's happening for the business right now? Where are you at? Where can people find your products right um, now? Well, if you go on my website, you can see there's a range of stockists. I'm pretty... Stocked quite a lot. Made um, Cookham. Um, I am getting into Henley, Marlow. I'm pretty. Yeah, we're pretty present in Marlow. Um, and but there, I get actually contacted from further afield now. So I've just gone into a um, shop in Marlborough. Oh wow! Yeah, I can imagine that. I know that area. That's yeah. that's a really good place for you yeah. to be selling. And that was just through, um, yeah, seeing me on my Instagram and just saying, actually, we'd like to stock them. And a gym in Reading, a brand new gym at Reading. Brilliant. Um, and you've had some great publicity. I've been yes. watching your Instagram page yes. with interest. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. How? Yeah. That, so that I've had a. Re- I have had a really good year. Um, so um, we've got more great taste awards this year and um, I won the best healthy snack box with health and well-being magazine amazing um, which I didn't think I'd get in a thousand years it was okay seeing this competition let's just enter it sent off the boxes um, you know. I mean this was the mixed flavor this is your mixed box yeah, yeah. great um, and yeah it went through a few rounds of judging got sent off and um, judged by a nutritionist like mm-hmm. yourself um, and yeah, and it got the best best healthy snack award 2021. And that is, do you know, that's quite an achievement because, as you know, I sit on several panels yes. myself: the Free from Food Awards, the yeah. Nourish Awards. So yes. I taste a lot of yes. bars and biscuits, yeah. healthy you know, health bars and health mm. cakes and things like that. And yeah. I mean, obviously, I've tasted yours and I rate them highly. But it's a hard yeah. market. Oh, it is. It's a. It's a. Yeah, it is a hard market, and I'm. I don't really get my head into that whole mass market of of that because it's quite flooded really healthy snacks isn't it it is but but, but I love what you're doing because what I you're f- doing is so it's I personal. do feel it's different it's personal and it is yeah yeah um, you know I'm not wanting to get into a supermarket and get because the the product would change I have looked into that so I say I have stepped out a little bit but um yeah there are compromises and things with the product that would change that don't sit in line with my values that you know, with food and mm. what the, how the products exist that I'd have to change if I went a different direction. So what directions are there for the future for you? What are the plans for the future um, for you? So I think I would like, and as I've started to expand a bit more, yeah. um, you know, across the country. I'm, try, um, I'm, I'm kind of a bit present in Nottinghamshire where I'm from, obviously, because <laughs> I've got friends and family up there, you know, and then, and then down here. So I'm wanting to kind of expand a little bit more, um, really get the online shop going, the subscriptions. So just building it. I've put a lot of work into the infrastructure and packaging and new boxes and, you know, um, marketing materials and things um, this year. So that takes a lot of time behind the scenes. That's what people don't realise, I yeah. think. It's all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And the, and the sort of front of house stuff we've got and people can buy via your shop yes. online and they can access that. How? Yeah, so it's clairesamazeballs.com. It's really simple website because it's all about being simple, happy, amazing, and uh, yeah, you so you can order there, um, and you can always email me any questions as well, um, and you can go on Instagram as well where you can see 
kind of what I'm up to as I'm going. Um, yeah, well, I'm hoping to get to some bigger foodie festivals as well. I get lots of opportunities, lots of emails come through. So it'd be nice to embrace some of them. Um, but They're got, on the rise. We're coming back, the food festivals yes, and, the, yes. and the events for the, certainly yeah. the spring and summer. And I'd probably like to go further afield than, you know, this area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially now that you can distribute your um, yes. boxes much further Absolutely. afield. Um, as far as that's concerned, whereabouts can people, how far afield can you um, supply? Is it sort of... To... Anywhere in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. I shipped out to Wales um, this week. So, yeah. Good. Anywhere we'll get that box from Lands End to, to John O'Groats. That's right, and anywhere in between, <laughs> yeah. we love it. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so we um, we know how to find out about you. You yep. told us about your website, and what about your Instagram handle? At Claire's Amazeballs. We're keeping it consistent here. Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, so we've got some quick fire questions for you, right. uh, Claire. What would be your death row meal? Right, I would have champagne. <laughs> To start. <laughs> to start. Um, it's probably scallops. L- love a tuna steak. Girl. Oh, yeah. Tuna steak yeah. with some spinach, cream spinach, mm. that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'd love like a chocolate brownie. Okay. That's a, that's kind of pescatarian, pescatarian, just, yeah. What? Yeah. Luxury. Go that's for it. it. That's it. Um, what about your fantasy dinner party for guests who would be there? Dead or alive? Uh, they can be dead. Oh, I mean, right. obviously okay. at the dinner party, that's not much fun, yes. but... <laughs> Well, yeah, um, so um, Brad Pitt, just because I loved him growing up, why not? Um, I'd go for Joseph H. Pilates. Okay, good point. Would they Um, get on well, do you think, Brad Pitt? uh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And I'd probably, I'd actually quite like to have dinner again with my grandma. Oh, that's a nice um, one. Who always baked and was into food. And it'd Mm. be nice. I'd love to talk to her about what I'm doing. Yeah. And all of that. She always baked little, always baking, always in the kitchen. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Maybe Akram Khan. Yeah. Good combination. Yeah. Really random combination, but they're kind of who, Yeah. I can imagine some good conversations there, spanning the generations. Um, your grandmother, let's just uh, focus on that just for a moment, because yeah. I think, you know, talking about people that have inspired you, would you mm. say she has been somebody that's inspired what you do? Yeah, because she was a go-getter. Yeah. She never, she never, she, I see, you know, and my middle name's Anne, her name was Anne, and she, um, she was always busy, always on the go. I'm yeah. a bit like, I'm a bit like grandma, yeah, and um, she was always in the kitchen, she was always giving to people, helping, mm. um, which is where kind of the balls came from, me wanting to, you know, give someone a little something. What, what do you remember about her bakes? What would she typically bake? It was always cakes, yeah, yeah always cakes, yeah, so... Um, you know, your vanilla, vanilla sponge, your little tarts, jam tarts. What do you think she'd think to your amazeballs? I don't know, which is why I would love to, yeah. Ask her I at your dinner know. party. Yeah. Yeah, love yeah. it. Um, who is your favourite chef? I haven't really got one. Okay. I didn't know whether that was it. I haven't really got one. Um, I guess I like to follow them all, explore them all. It kind of changes. Yeah, depending on mood, season, yeah, yes. stage of life. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Weather. Um, what about your favourite restaurant? Um, Nick's Seafood in Sydney. Oh, is that the one that looks over the harbour? Yes. I've been yes. there. I so, took a water taxi to there. Oh, wow. It's amazing, yeah, isn't it? I've got really fond memories of going over to Australia. I've been three times. Sister-in-law lives there. But I went. my sister went backpacking. I met her one, one Christmas. I went on my own and met her. 
um, yeah, and we went to Nick's and yeah, love it. Did you ever discover these energy balls in Australia? Because that's where I first came across them. It's um, what we call bliss they're, balls. Well, they're all over there now. They're yeah. huge over there. <laughs> just got this vision of the whole continent covered in energy balls. They're all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I didn't. I remember smoothies. I remember smoothies being yes. the thing. Yes, they I were. I remember going and getting smoothies. Yeah, smoothies and bagels and yeah. energy balls. Yeah. Uh, great, great from a kind of health food perspective, aren't they, as a, as a cultural. Yeah. Okay, so um, the restaurant that you would most like to eat at but haven't yet? Um, Any, because I don't get out much. Oh, Claire, <laughs> you're such a hard I've not worker. Been, I've not been to um, Cliveden House. You've not been? I've not been to the restaurant there and at there. And you'd like that to eat there? That would be a treat. No, that would be an absolute that treat. That would be a treat, okay. wouldn't it? <laughs> so we've got a little bit of time, so I want to um, delve a little bit into your festive balls. Yes, yeah, Because that's, that's right up my street. I've already ordered some for members of my family. We have been discussing how large my family is, so I probably need yes. to order more. Yes. Um, but talk to us about your festive gifts. What have you got in the range? So I've got a festive box, so it's actually got two flavours in there. So you've mm-hmm. got cacao, orange, and you've got a ball called the Taste of Christmas. Go on then. Which is um, probably the one that's got the most ingredients in there and it looks like a Christmas pudding. So it's it's topped, um, yeah, with some vegan white chocolate on the top and it's got... um, cranberry and pumpkin seeds you try not to, to give like. too much away here yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a tuppence in the middle of yeah, it it's, yeah but yeah it's very fla- they're both very flavors and they are you know um really festive nutty flavors and is and it eight balls in your festive pack yes so four of each yep good yep lovely. so you can get them um delivered and you can put a note on the website if you'd like it delivered by a, a specific date because i know people are christmas shopping now but you might not want to get sent to somebody till close to the time yeah yeah do you know what it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you today thanks for I, having me I, i've learned so much um if really people, <laughs> yeah really really have so people can get hold of um your uh they can get hold of your yeah. products via Instagram, via your shop on yeah. Instagram. They can yeah. go onto Not on the High Street. Yeah. If anybody's inspired to want to try their own um, energy balls, yeah. what would you recommend they do? What would be your top tips for for making your own energy balls? I just, I would just say get you know get the ingredients you love and just have a, have a little go. Really, is there a secret to making them stick together? It is how it, th- there is a little secret, yeah, in kind of how you press them together before you roll if you roll straight away they don't stick together yeah so you've got to press them together and you can't use too many dates or you know whatever you want to use you can use other things apart from dates to make them stick together but you can't use too much of that because then it all just becomes really gluey so other dried fruits what would you recommend so you can have apricots um sometimes a bit of moisture you can have coconut oil okay in there um it depends how you can use honey Mm mm-hmm if you want to, if yeah. you want to kind yeah. of up the sugar profile yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But but for now, I think we just recommend that, uh, you know, if you if you don't want to make your own, then yeah. Claire's are I'm amaze your girl. Balls. I'm your girl. <laughs> She's your amaze balls. Um, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful it's to been chat. It's been a pleasure. It, it's just, I love talking food. I'm feeling absolutely ravenous now and that's exactly where I need to go and I need to go home and make yeah, my own. same. <laughs> something, probably scallops, tuna with a lovely, yeah, and a chocolate brownie for dessert. Um, thank you for listening today and if you are enjoying these podcasts please do leave a review you can access any of these um, via apple or spotify or wherever you normally get your podcasts from Um, my name is jenny tishi i am a registered nutritionist and this is let's do lunch i'll be back this time next week Um, i'll be talking to a local chef who works through an app and the website cook my grub 
Um, and following that, I'll be coming back with all sorts of fascinating subjects related to food and nutrition. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Goodbye. This was all you, none of it me. You put your hands on, on my body and told me. Mm-hmm. You told me you were ready for the big one, for the big jump. I'd be your last love, everlasting you and me. Mm-hmm. That was what you told me. Well, magic spells will be 